See, my mind was blown by this. What country has a thousand banks? <laughs> it's May 10th, 2023, and this is Rare Encounter, Encounter number 145, and making it up as I go, I'm Abel Kirby. And starting my new metal band, Anal Railgun, I'm Cold Acid. <laughs> How many 9-volt batteries do you have to swallow to get a shot off? You don't, but uh, <laughs> if, you if, you a, uh, if you have a steel cord uh, butt plug <laughs> and go into an MRI machine... <laughs> ah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, you can hide those. Uh, you just don't tell them about it. Uh, I always tell people when they go in for an MRI, I say, you know, if you want to play a prank on the technician there, what you do is you just get a paper clip and keep it under your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I pick, I picked this off off of off of something that was posted by somebody on Fetty. Uh, it was just a screenshot uh, of a of a message on some other service, and it goes like this: Greatest personal injury case I've ever heard. Chris Goodnow, an estimated Valley attorney. I think they. I think the uh, original post, the original poster meant esteemed, <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, auto corrupt, right? Auto corrupt did it, yeah. Yeah, has picked up a client who is suing a sex toy company. Said client purchased a butt plug that was advertised as, and I quote, one hundred percent silicone. Client wears butt plug to MRI appointment. <laughs> Much to client's dismay, butt plug, in fact, has a metallic core. Butt plug <laughs> is accelerated at the speed of sound up into <laughs> client's chest cavity. Ah. Described in memo as an ale railgun. Oh, anal railgun. No. Client survived with major injuries. No, <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> an anal railgun. Oh, no. Yeah, and, I'm, and somebody replied to that with, this is the most metal fucking thing I've heard all day. And I was like, yeah, Anal Railgun is my band's name. Oh, man, that is terrible. <laughs> poor guy, poor guy. Now he's, he got traded his butt plug for a heart plug. Yeah. It's kind of like... <laughs> Did he, like, is he okay? Well, obviously, the client survived long enough to go to court. <laughs> They're worried, though. The surgeon's worried what happens when they take the butt plug out. <laughs> it's the most dangerous everything part. Just, everything just <laughs> pours right out the hole. It's the most dangerous part. You can't do that. Oh, no. This is terrible. Oh, hell of a way to start the day, though, eh? Yeah, absolutely. I opened my beer already somewhere in the middle of that, so I've been drinking my youngling. Uh... Oh, I better, I better open. Haritos! What you got? The flavor that makes your jizz palatable to women. Pineapple. You know, pineapple. <laughs> palatable. 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 It would be chouse without it's that. It's a perfectly cromulent word. <laughs> Palatable. Yeah, interesting. I just thought your your um, pronunciation was interesting on it. Palatable. I'm known to have some strange pronunciations of words, yes. Oh, man. So we have uh, all kinds of stuff to go through. I don't know. I, I, I got a quick rundown of my week. It has been incredibly crazy and busy 
and I feel like I haven't gotten anything done. That's the entire time since last Rare Encounter. Mine uh, hasn't, and I still haven't gotten anything done. <laughs> How have you been? Did you get your uh, your business done in the forest? Uh, your lake business? business in the fo- My what business? I thought you had a lake business. You lake business? No, no. Business like, at a lake? Well, I know in the cottage, like, the weekend before last. I complained about the plumbing, remember? Well, yeah, like, but you have more stuff to do. Okay, never mind. I thought oh, yeah, you I haven't gone back up there yet. Okay, I got it. I understand. Da, 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 da. I have... Oh, pardon me. Oh, excuse you. I've seen a lot of birds. I've been tracking birds, actually. I, I got all excited about a certain... Um, you know, you know they're not real, right? <laughs> they're they're just—they're just drones controlled by the government. No, I—I've been reading about like a, some rare bird just got spotted in Canada. Um, I, I get like an email from a family member about that, and uh, it was like at Peely Point. And uh, there's all kinds of—I—I I have been there, and I saw the bird watchers firsthand. They are let's say an intense group. I mean, they have some high grade optics it, it, intense is, uh, maybe intense is the wrong word. They're passionate, but I always felt like I was insufficient when I was there because I had like a phone and they had, um, what do you call it? A monopod. Is that a, like a tripod? A monopod one? is, is pretty much a stick with a camera at it, the end of it, it. So they had that and they're looking around. Um, I had a thought though, and I actually put together, a uh, an order from Amazon to build some bullshit to track birds, okay? Because I was in the forest. I was on a nature trail, right? I did a nature hike. I'm looking at birds, and I'm watching these guys with cameras, and they're, like, listening. They hear the bird. They know what the bird is, and they're looking around. They can't find it. It's, it's very hard to detect the precise direction towards the bird that you want to shoot. And I thought this is the perfect opportunity for a direction-finding, you know, acoustic uh, direction-finding array. You're there. You're there, wandering around, thinking, thinking about creating some sort of bird radar. And here's all <laughs> here's all these bird watchers who are who are like the fucking Viet Cong going through <laughs> going through the woods, getting ready to snipe the birds with their cameras. Why are the birds taking pictures? Why are the trees taking pictures of me? Mm. <laughs> No, they had so I, I I have a little Amazon story to to complain about where I went out and spec'd out a number of USB microphones because that was the plan. I figured I looked at the frequency response is oh, you know, birds, they're up there. And I know I can do the signal processing for it. And so what I can do is I need to get them at a long enough baseline, you know, enough in a row that I can do at least an azimuth direction find on any sound that comes in. And um, it's, it's in my wheelhouse to do. So I got all excited. I th- thought I was going to do this and run off a phone or a laptop or something, but the, uh, the order got screwed up. I wasn't at home. I was, uh, I was out on a trip. I knew I wasn't going to be home. So I had it delivered to an Amazon locker because it was going to arrive while I was out and the, uh, it would have been perfect, but here's what happened. Half the delivery came early and half the delivery came late. So the stuff that came early actually showed up at the locker the day I left, and instead of showing up on time, you know, it was it was early. They only leave it in the locker for like three or four days before they take it back. So by the time I got back from my trip, it was already returned automatically. So I like lost half of my crap, you know, trying to be smart about it. And then the other half came late, and I had another trip after. And the, it, <laughs> the same thing happened. So I lost all of that stuff that I was going to buy. Um, That's such fucking bullshit. 
Yeah. Yeah. And never, never be smart with Amazon shipping because they will be dumb when you try to be smart. Yeah. I was just, I didn't want it sitting on the porch and I should have just had it sit on the porch. Don't you have like, don't you have like a neighbor or something? I do, but my neighbor's not home. I know that he's definitely not home because uh, I have met him. His name is Andrew. Uh, but he um, he ha- uses Fresh. It's some kind of grocery delivery service. And it says Fresh on it, okay? And it shows up and it sits on his doorstep. And then it sits there. It's been there for like two fucking weeks. It's not fresh anymore, dog. Oh, God, it's no. This it's this box far full from of- it. It's this box full of who knows what. I'm not bad enough. I should just uh, throw it in the weeks, trash. After two weeks, it's gone from fresh to mold. <laughs> so I walk by this box every day and I go, oh my God, what is growing in that thing? But I don't want to steal his, uh, I don't want to be a porch pirate. Uh, if it starts to smell or there, I, get, there, yeah, I see there's, flies, there's I will throw it away. There's being a porch pirate and, and there's like... Keeping a uh, keeping a sanitary living environment. If there's flies, once the flies show up, it's going in the trash. But otherwise, I'm gonna leave it <laughs> Sir, there. Servo, Servo asks, "Is it Hello Fresh?" <laughs> goodbye, rot. Yeah, Hello Fresh. Says Servo. <laughs> goodbye, rotten. This <laughs> is goodbye, rotten. <laughs> no, it. Part of the reason I want to preserve this mess is so that he gets to see it, and and you know, it's like when your dog does something on the carpet it wasn't supposed to do, and you rub its nose in it. It's kind of like that. It's like, look at what you yeah. did. I want him to have to deal so, with it. So when, you're, so when your neighbor when your neighbor finally shows up again, you're going to grab him by the back of the head <laughs> and sho- <laughs> shove his face in the mold-filled I'll put, box. I'll just put the box on his head. <laughs> no, no, I, he's a nice guy. I wouldn't do that. Uh, the other the other option is, I mean, you can always ship stuff to my place. <laughs> and on one of your next visits up here to the Great White North, you come by and pick it up. Huh. I then have to pay international shipping, though, so that's the extra. Yeah, that that's true. You, I do, your shipping costs would be a lot more if I, you did that. I appreciate the offer. Um, shipping costs are kind of, I don't know, they don't matter anymore. Today I paid way too much for shipping for something, uh, but that's fine. That's between my favorite Marty and me. <laughs> I, I almost never pay for shipping when I order stuff on Amazon because I actually... I actually have Amazon Prime because the annual cost of it uh, is is less than what I would be paying in shipping for all the orders that I do across a year. Yeah, I otherwise know. I know it's there's something about it just repels me. You're right I that know. it makes sense, but it's repulsive, and that's why I don't. It's I don't know. It's against my nature to do this. Yeah, I still end up occasionally having to pay for shipping and sometimes even customs fees uh, for some of the stuff that I order on Amazon. But most of most of the stuff that I get is uh, is Prime compatible because it's mostly light novels. Mm, and yes. well, those half the half the time they have a Canadian printer running a bunch off as well. Well, we got some operations to get into. Um, oh, do we ever? We have we have a whole load of operations to you, go through. I presume you have a couple too. Do you have names for yours yet? Yes, I have some names for mine. Can you can you tell me the names ahead of time? I don't uh, I don't actually know what they are, but I'd like to out loud or in or in. Ah, uh, 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 why don't you tease us? Tell, tell me the different operation names for me, and I'll. Uh, okay. Well, I've got Operation Operation. <laughs> okay. Good. Operation Billy the Issa Kid. Billy the Issa Kid. Yeah. 
And where's the other one that I've got? I've got one more. Oh, I don't have a name for that one. Oh, well, unnamed. Operation Unnamed. <laughs> Operation Unnamed. There we go. I got a couple. I got Operate. We're going to kick off with one. I've got Operation Horse Games after that. Operation Boating Accident. Operation Recess. Operation Stack Bottles. Uh, Operation Moreau. I don't know if we're going to get to all these. I got all this shit. Operation Leave the Bertoli. We have to get that we one. We have in. to get to that one. <laughs> I'd say start off with it. Uh, we, well, we promised one. We got to start off with, uh, we got to start off with Garf. Which is okay. Operation Cortisone, <laughs> which was um, which was what we teased at the end of last episode. We couldn't get it. So Operation Cortisone is about scratching the itch, and this is a segment where we go to itch.io and uh, and find a game, a free game that you can play in your browser and talk about it. And so this one is a game called Garf. G A R F. Cold acid. Garf. Can you describe Garf for our audience? Okay, audience, do you know of Spurdo Sparte? <laughs> yes, the Spurdo audience Sparte does. Is, yeah, Spurdo Sparte is a bear. He started off as pedo bear, but became uh, increasingly worse drawn and with increasingly... Uh, Dumb captions <laughs> until he became until he became Spurdo Spard, and the gondola is uh, is Spurdo without arms and very long legs. These are all in the Garf. News. Garf is is to uh, Spurdo Sparda what Garfield is to Pedo Bear. Yes, and Garf is both a noun and a verb. I just want to point that out. And all of those things we just described are also in the new Magic the Gathering set. So uh, I think they're the names of new cards. <laughs> okay, never mind. Um, Garf is a game. It's a 2D platformer game where you play as Garf. Now, the mission for Garf, when you start at... There's a sign that says, Go find lasagna. Don't... Oh, wow. Touch the... Spikes. There you go. And you control Garf with the keyboard, and you jump up platforms avoiding spikes, and everything is uh, done in a very grainy, there's a visual noise, a uh, RGB noise component to this, and uh, that's basically it. You just Garf around. Garf around. Yeah, we've got that's a, a good way of putting it. I'm gonna. Did you did you open up the more information section on the page? Okay, because it has some interesting tags. It is tagged epic, horror, and psychological horror. <laughs> so this game it has a description beyond that, which I would like to read verbatim. It says, "The lasagna needs you, Garf. Lasagna is your destiny." <laughs> Spelled wrong. <laughs> yes. So that was the the funny thing. Uh, there's some screenshots for the show notes. I think Servo's, uh, or no, Cold Acid, you posted that. There's the game there. If you want I posted to play, the link, yes. Go ahead and play that game during the uh, the episode. And if you like, if you dare, if you dare, and if you're enjoying Garf, send us a boostagram about it with about the horror, the lasagna. Yeah. There we go. There we go. That's Operation Cortisone. <laughs> Garf we should go from one. We should go from one pasta to another. All right, let's go from Lexangua to uh, what are we doing? Operation Leave the Bertoli. That's how we get into this new operation. 
And with Operation Leave the Bertoli, Cold Acid, I have some bad news. This is scary. I know we all got to uh, keep it together here. This is this is really scary news. Cold. The pasta I know. the pasta dumper is at large. You know you know what I you know what I say? What? Uh, I say what? What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> pasta dumper. Okay. So, so yeah, the pot, I say I say that are you, I say that I can't wait until the culprit is aldantified. Aldantified. It's aldante. So, this is the story about 3 to 400 pounds of pasta being dumped in the woods in Old Bridge, New Jersey. Someone has or some company has illegally dumped raw pasta basically on a in the forest in New Jersey. I don't know if this has something to do with the Jersey Devil or if it's, you know, the Jersey Devil eggs go with it, but these pictures are pretty awesome. Uh I got the uh the stuff off from Twitter. There you go. I'll post the the tweet for it. Pasta girl posted, which is funny. She changed her name <laughs> since we uh since he took the since I saw the story, but the um, photographs are of just these piles and piles of, well, actually it might be cooked pasta, just lined up along a creek edge. The, uh, the, the municipal workers say it was uncooked but damp from the environment. Mm. Okay, good. But we'll I don't know. Up. It does look it does look more cooked than not. Hmm. So, Cold Acid, what would you do if you found, say you're going out to uh, to the cabin, you're unlocking things, getting ready for the summer, and uh, you uh, you go around the back and you just see a pile of pasta right there on the doorstep. What would you think happened there? What would you do uh, about I it? Don't, I don't know. I'd really be racking my noodle over it. <laughs> oh, no. All right. This is a dumb story. You, uh, you, know, you know, you know, they... Someone, somebody on Twitter wondered if they, if something might have been hiding under it. <gasps> oh, I suppose right. it's pastable, but <laughs> no, they didn't say they found anything. No, it's not possible. <laughs> there we go. I'm gonna give you one of those. I had to find my soundboard. Yeah, I thought you were going for kind of like you bury the, uh, you bury the dead dog, you. You bury the body, then you fill in the dirt, and then you put a dead dog underneath it or something. Then you fill in the dirt more, dead animal, so that when the dogs find it, they dig and they find the bones of the animal first, right? Maybe there's something under the pasta. There could be something under the pasta. Like that meatball that rolled away? You know what I'm talking about? Now, um, Wait, Cole, you know what I'm talking about, the meatball? Yeah, I know, the fucking well, meatball. Apple spaghetti, that song, that right? goddamn meatball. <laughs> I, tell, I tell you, man, I tell you. The the perp in this should get sent to the state penitentiary. <laughs> no. Uh, you get another one of those. No, 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 no. That's terrible. Okay. All right. Are we done with this one? Right. Yeah. We're, we're stick a fork in it. It's done. Okay. There we go. That was our <laughs> operation. Leave the Bertoli is closed. Uh, let's see if we can get. You want to get one of yours in? We got. Um, you want to start with Operation yeah, sure. Operation? Okay, let's start off with Operation Operation. Which one was Operation Operation again? The first one. It's your operation! <laughs> Actually, I've read them out in reverse order, so it's the one at the bottom. And it kind of ties into Operation Cortisone, because every year there is the Toronto Game Jam 
that happens in May. And every year for the past few years, as well as for its initial and eighth years, I've been a participant. <laughs> Unfortunately, my usual partner in crime is unavailable this year because the because Toe Jam and Anime North are happening the same weekend. I don't go to Anime North anymore, but... <laughs> I know uh, you've been there before. You've presented there. Oh, yeah. I used to be on staff at Anime North. Yep. So anyway... Uh, Expect in June to have to have me scratch my own itch. Wow, that sounds dangerous. Uh, that sounds dirty, actually. Yeah, now that I think about it. It's time to scratch my own itch. I'm going to come. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this happens every year. It's a, it's a lot of fun, and it's both in-person and virtual. There's a lot of people who participate who aren't even close to Toronto, and so, for them, all they can do is participate virtually. Whereas me, I'm close enough to Toronto that I could be in person if I wanted to, but Toronto parking isn't cheap, and transiting over to the site is a pain in the ass, and so it's just easier for me to sit at home making games. Yeah. So, God, uh, you want to give us a preview of the kind of thing you're going to work on? Is there a theme I'm, already? I or? don't even. I don't even know. I don't really have a concept, and they haven't announced the theme yet. Oh, right. There's what a theme every year. Yeah. What was so last year? Last year we had we had like odd one out as the theme, and that's why that's why Zalman, my partner in crime, and I did that uh, did that matching game that always ended up with uh, one unmatched item. <laughs> It's kind of like buying that puzzle with the one piece already missing. Yeah. Uh, Toe Jam 8, Haters Gonna 8, was when we made the world's most annoying uh, escort mission game. Mm-hmm. Right? You got stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I have fun with it. A lot of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, this should be good. Uh, we always review Cold Acid's game on here. We did... Um, you had a goat game at one point. I know we did that. Yeah, that was Rod One Out. Yeah, Rod One Out. There you go. Forest Quest was from the year Forest, before, which Forest was Quest, the yeah. the platformer where you had the goat on the pole as the boss at the end. <laughs> yes, I I'm played still that one working too. On that, I'm still working on that one now and here and there. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, game jams are fun. I recommend them to anyone who's interested in, in doing something. Um... Working, refining a skill, uh, it's a, definitely a great place to do it because it's low stakes and you get to do, um, you get to challenge yourself under uh, under kind of easy conditions, you know, uh, low stakes, but uh, but still somewhat yeah. challenging. We did, we did a, we did a month long jam last year, oh, ended up yeah. with a, a visual novel, I think. That was terrible. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Now I've done Ari Huffin stuff. I did uh, Nano stuff before. That was that was very satisfying, and I'll say that last year was not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should put some of that satisfying stuff up on your itch account. Uh, it's it's up on itch. I think it's not under my account. It was so, another another guy's game. But uh, I don't know. I've got a game. If you want to play a game right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get let's get on to our uh, game of the week. All right. That's Operation Horse Games. That's what we're on now. 
And I really hope you printed your notes before I put all the answers in. So if you see them, don't read them. I don't even, I didn't even see that operation Good. in the notes. Good, because I added it after I told you to print the notes. Because <laughs> I did want you to see it. Um, this you clever is, bastard. Yeah, I got the answer and you don't. All right, so Operation Horse Games. Uh, today's game of the week, I guess this week's game of the week, is called Horse Boat. Now, Cold Acid, this is how we play Horse Boat. In this game, Cold Acid is presented with uh, a pair of names, and he has to decide if the name is either, uh, or which one of the names is a horse that ran in the Kentucky Derby. So you're going to sort these into, um, wow, geez, it sounds really complicated. I'm going to tell you two names. One of them is a Kentucky Derby horse, and one of them is a SpaceX boat. Now you have to tell me Wait, which one. SpaceX doesn't have boats. SpaceX has boats. Okay? They go to space. They don't go to the ocean. All right. First, arguing with the host is against the rules for the game of the week. You can't do that. All right. So first, I want to say congratulations to Mage. Mage is the uh, 150th Kentucky Derby winner who won uh, just the other day between uh, now and the previous show. And uh, so that was the number one uh, entry. Uh, the number one winner, I should say. And now, for the rest of these, I have a pair of names. You have to tell me which one's the horse and which one's the boat. I'm ready. You ready for this? All right, everyone. Wait. I have a new soundboard for shit. Yeah, and I see you haven't figured out the buttons yet. Yeah, I color-coded them, and then I hit the wrong button, because uh, I Bravo. wasn't sure what to do. All right, all right, all right, okay. Question number one. Here's your two names. One of them is a horse. One of them is a boat. Okay, first name is Two Fills or Of Course I Still Love You. Which one's the horse? Of Course I Still Love You is the horse. Wrong! Sorry! That is the name of a SpaceX boat. <laughs> so, let's try again. We get another one here. Here's two names. One of them, one's a horse, one's a boat. Okay, the names are Angel of Empire or Octagrabber. Name the horse. Oh, damn. <laughs> Angel of Empire. There you go. You got one on the board. Now, Angel of Empire placed in the Kentucky Derby. Octagrabber is a uh, is a boat uh, in the SpaceX fleet. All right. Let's go to the next one. This next one, two names are Go Quest or Disarm. Name the horse. Disarm. There you go. <laughs> There you go. There's two on the board. All right. Two names. Here we go. Hit show or a shortfall of gravitas? Hit show is the horse. Hit show is the horse. Absolutely. That's three. That is a totally a horse name. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. All right. We got uh, two more here. Uh, second to last question is two names. Rocket can NRC quest. Name the horse. Rocket Can. That's it. That's another horse. There's Rocket Can across the track. And here comes another little. Freddy, Freddy, Freddy is in third. All right. Final question. Final question is two names. Goose Sun Thunder. Name the horse. Sun Thunder is the horse. There you go. That's it. And I think the total was that four? Was I counting four? Yeah. I got more than half of them right. That's the important thing. I passed. There you go. That's the game of the Yay! week. Okay. 
good job. And we'll just close that. <laughs> close that. Uh, also, that operation. Goose Sun Thunder is is a great name, as Serpent points out. <laughs> Maybe that should be your band's name. Goose Sun Thunder. Goose Sun Thunder and the, and the balls of rock. <laughs> That's good. Oh man, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I I've been looking at the SpaceX fleet a lot for various reasons, and uh, I realize they have a good sense of naming. Very, very much like the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we got? Um, we got. Uh, speaking of boats, I got Operation Boating Accident. Sounds good to me. All right, Operation Boating Accident is uh, from. Norway, Science Norway reporting that there's a uh, lake that has been used as an ammo dump between like 1940 and 1970. Why would they have been dumping ammo in 1940? Well, as they had too much uh, of it. I mean, bet- between like 40 and 45, weren't they occupied by the Germans? You'd think they'd either be using the ammo or the Germans would be using the ammo, not throwing it away. Hmm. It's been dumped by the Norwegian Armed Forces in a lake, and I, I got the pronunciation. Mirsa. Mirsa. Lake Mirsa, which is the largest lake in Norway. Uh, and they have a study because they have all this material down there. And when I say they're using it as an ammunition dump, it's everything from handgun uh, ammo to Sidewinder missiles. Yeah, and- it's not it's not an ammo dump in the sense of, here's the place where we store this stuff. It's a dump in the sense of, We've thrown it away. Yeah. Because it's, it's important to note that ammo dump typically means a armory or other storage facility for ammunition and firearms. No. Not a place to throw stuff. And this is a place where ammunition has been dumped <laughs> into yes. the water. So they have these sites that they would have boats that would go out and they had, I don't know why they had all this extra extra bullets. I don't know why they had extra missiles they couldn't offload. Like they couldn't find someone to sell them to. But they had a statement they thought it was between 100 and 200 tons that had dumped um, been dumped in there for whatever reason. It's not clear in this article and I don't read uh, I don't, I'm not familiar enough with Norway or read the uh, the language enough to study this, but they uh, they have an environmental problem. They're worried that all of the different metals and and uh, materials that are inside this are uh, leaching out into the water supply. It, it, it's a very big lake, so uh, maybe as a fraction of it, the the level of pollution might be low. But they're worried about it, and so they want to do a study and find out exactly how much is down there. And as they they they're sending these um, underwater vehicles to photograph, you know, what they can see. And they're finding more than they were supposed to, than was reported. So I don't know what what the meaning of this is. They're going to keep studying it. They're trying to find where it is. But uh, I thought the pictures were pretty striking, and that's why I put it in the notes. I'm going to copy... They are pretty neat photos. Yeah. At, least the, at least the Sidewinder tail is a neat photo. The, the one of the uh, ammo crates is just... You know, kind of boring. It just looks it just looks like somebody's sunk luggage. It kind of looks like the Krusty Krab. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Um, no, this is Patrick. Bikini bottom with with guns. Yo, make it. Whoa. I, I would to I would totally go for like 
Hey, uh, <laughs> SpongeBob FPS. SpongeBob Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> With bombs and missiles, man, that would be crazy. It'd be um, have, have like have like cameos of uh, of Duke Nukem and Doom Guy in it. Oh, it'd be like Splatoon with Quake mashup. Yeah. Oh, that would be so fun. Except it'd be like SpongeBob and Fish. Yeah. I have bowls of coral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. Um, who is it? Kenny, uh, what's his name? The guy who does SpongeBob's voice. I can't remember it now. Tom Kenny. And the guy who does Duke Nukem is John St. John. They've never been in anything together, but I think they should be. They could do like a buddy cop movie. Maybe oh just my the, God. Maybe yes. just the voices. Yes. An animated, an animated buddy cop movie with the two of them. With Tom Kenny and John St. John as the two cops. Please. Please, God, make it happen. <laughs> That would be fantastic. You thought Rush Hour was good. Wait till you see this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Waging war, bikini bottom. They're gonna they're gonna annex the place. <laughs> We're gonna annex the chum bucket. <laughs> it's rightful crab clay. Wow, this could get dark. <laughs> now, now I've got something animated to talk about. All right, too. let's close this operation. All right, give me a new operation. Which operation? Opera- is this? And yeah, this is Operation Unnamed. Operation Unnamed. Harito. It's not named Haritos. Yes, it's not named Haritos. It has it has absolutely nothing to do with Haritos. In I fact. like fresh air, motherfucker. It doesn't have anything to do with that either. No, because in space you don't have fresh air. This is something, this is something, a follow-up on a popular 90s sci-fi show that I really enjoyed. Babylon 5 is getting a new movie. It's an animated movie. Babylon 5, The Road Home. The Road Home. Yeah, and the cat... J. Michael Straczynski announced that there was a an animated film in the works for the Babylon Five franchise. Okay, and they just uh, they just recently announced who's going to be involved in it because well, some of the people who were in Babylon Five, well, they aren't around anymore. For example, for example, Andreas Kasulis, who played Jakar in the show, he passed away quite some time ago. Uh, same with the guy who played uh, the security chief, Michael Garibaldi. He passed away some Michael time ago. Michael Garibaldi, After yeah. He, sorry. You know, he was doing, he was doing like a right-wing radio show for, for a while, too. I feel like I did. I feel like I've seen him on TV in like being interviewed, not in character, not for Babylon 5. Yeah, Jerry Doyle. Carolyn, Carolyn found him out. Jerry Doyle. And yeah, he he passed away quite some time ago. I used to when I was a kid, I thought he was Bruce Willis. He he had he had a similar <laughs> sort of like look and attitude. I I will admit. Yep. Now we only have one Bruce. And, I mean, and I mean, they were both they were both practically bald, right? Mm-hmm. That didn't hurt. They were both in space. Yeah, Bruce that's true. Although although like some some of his time in space was good. Some of his time in space was not so good. No. Bruce Willis was great in The Fifth Element, and <laughs> I just can't stand that other one that has, like, the Aerosmith song. Armageddon? 
Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I was more of a deep impact kid. I'm more of a Char's counterattack kid. That's the best. It's the better asteroid movie. (laughs) 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 Uh, That's good stuff. But anyway, yeah. So, I mean, there's, of course, the concern that it's going to be woke trash because, well... JMS is well known for being more towards the left side of things. And and also, like, Sense8 was the last thing he was well known for doing. Although he did he did have a good run writing Spider-Man comic books. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> returning returning from from Babylon 5, the TV show, are Bruce Boxlitner, who played John Sheridan. Claudia Christian is back as oh, nice. uh, Susan Ivanova. Yep. Man, back in the 90s, oh, oh my yeah. god, she was so hot. In a uniform. I, I mean, I, I'm big yeah, I'm big on like <laughs> tough chicks in uniform. God, she could she could have like folded me into a cube back then. I was <laughs> no. I was like so hot for her. I think back I have the then, sound of that teens. happening. <laughs> That's what the sound of cold yep. acid. Peter Jurassic, he's still around, so he's going to be reprising Londo. Oh, Moomy, yes. Of course. Yeah. Okay, you just sold me on the movie. Yeah, Bill Mummy <laughs> is still around. Bill Mummy. So he's going to was yeah. it Mummy or Mummy? I'm I'm not sure. Lost could in be Space Mummy, Kid could be Mummy. It's like lavish, right? How it could be lavish or lavash. Or Lagrange, yeah, right? He was uh, he was uh, lost in space, kid. Was he? Will, uh, yeah, Will he Robinson? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was little Will Robinson. Danger, danger! High voltage. Oh wait, wrong yeah. thing. Tra- <laughs> Tracy Scoggins is returning as well as uh, as Elizabeth Lockley, and Patricia Tallman is back <laughs> as Lita Alexander. It's Lita Alexander. She was she was hot in her own way too. I mean, the fact that like redhead is always good, and she had the whole tough chick attitude going on. the The show was not short on hot tough women. I, I have to say, and and yes, I had many a teenage boner because of that. <laughs> those women, those tough women. Yeah, Phil Lamar is, has been cast for the voice of. Dr. Stephen Franklin, as uh, as his actor, had also passed away. Oh. Uh, Phil yeah. Lamar, wow. He was um he was in Metal Gear? I'm looking at his thing right now. Wow, was he? I, yeah. I've gotta look at his IMDB. This this uh every time I find out someone was in Metal Gear, I have to stop and go look it up because you, you know what I you know what I really remember him from? What? Mad TV. Hmm. Of course, he. I, I mean, he had his he had his bit role in uh, in Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, but yeah. Mad TV is like he was in that for for five years, and he did so many great impersonations during that time. I'm looking at some of these uh, credits. Said Bob's Burgers. He's been in, like everything. I had no idea Phil Amar was in this many things. Lamar voiced the, provided the voice of Alpha Biddle the Unicorn in the Netflix animated film My Little Pony, A New Generation. Captain Underpants, Bojack Horseman, yeah, Spider-Man, you got the Spider-Man connection. This guy is doing so much work. Holy crap. Phil Lamar 
has been in way too many things. Kim, he did the Kim Possible Harvey Birdman, according to Jim. Final Fantasy Tactics, the PSP port of it. He voiced Ramza. He was an Afro Samurai Avatar, The Last Airbender, Hellboy. <laughs> wow. He's, he was yeah, in Da like, Vinci Code, the video game. Totally Spies. Quake 4. <laughs> Jesus. This guy made it around. He did. Yeah, he's... Reno 911? My Life as a Teenage <laughs> Robot? The Bernie Mac Show? This guy's been on Curb everything. Your Enthusiasm? He wow. was in an episode of that. Yeah. The op. He's been in everything. This is amazing. I had yeah, no he, idea he was this prolific. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Neither did I. He's been in The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's what we were playing right nice. before the show. I was playing uh, this one. <laughs> the theme that just never. It's just the intro riff over and over. <laughs> yeah, West Philadelphia, born and raised. There you go. Okay, done. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> We're done. Anyway, anyway, as a huge Babylon 5 fan, I am, of course, going to see this movie, uh, even, if it, even if it does turn out to be all woke and stuff. <laughs> they are planning a summer release. Okay. Yeah, so... I assume that means this summer. All right. I want to point out that um, Phil Lamar was cast in a 1998 comedy called Sex Toy Story, where he played what? he played Buzz Light Touch. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I've never heard of this. Um, phrasing. It's some kind of sexy Toy Story knockoff. <laughs> Dude, they will make they will make a uh, they will make porn out of anything. There there was apparently somebody who was casting around for making a porn version of the coronation and was like asking <laughs> asking Charles impersonators if they would be interested in playing the crown role. Oh, you know what happens behind that uh, behind that privacy shield? <laughs> Did you see that? Did you watch Cold Acid? I woke up early to watch the hat ceremony. Man, I was so fucking sick uh, on the two, the last two days of last week, and then and then was suffering a day and a half of migraine afterwards. There was no fucking way I could watch it. I I woke up. I, I just watched wish that, that shit. I just wish that I had a recording of it instead. But you know, I don't have cable or anything. So I would have been having to watch it online anyways. Yep. The so B maybe there's a stream somewhere I can watch. The BBC feed had it. And the I'll tell you what, the music was really good. The presentation was okay. But, you know, the main problem that I had with it, they had fucking cue cards. Cue like they, cards? They had cue cards for everyone so that they could, it's like they couldn't even memorize like the, uh, like when, what's his name, William comes down, he's going to pledge his allegiance or whatever. He was reading from a card. They had a dude who came over with a big cue card, like it's Saturday Night they Live. Couldn't, they couldn't memorize it? He couldn't memorize on, that, that's, two that's sentences. Sad. Two sentences. That's the only thing he had to say through the whole thing. No one could memorize it. Right, and they have they have like five year olds doing school plays, and they don't use cue cards. No, yeah, Prince William had one job, says Carpenter. One fucking job. 
and uh, he needed a cue card. He needed a cue. That's it just sad. It wasn't just him. It was everyone else. They had a whole terrible. line of people come up, and they all had to read from a cue card. It's a good thing no one messed and up those cue cards. Terrible. They would have read the that's wrong. Terrible. God damn it! You keep talking over me playing. I will keep playing it over me talking. All right. One I, way or the other. <laughs> I think it's time uh, we need to do Operation Recess. Yeah. All right. In this operation, we take a quick intermission. Now is the time to go stretch your legs and do what needs to be done. We will be right back. And we're back. This is the end of the nice operation. Nice intermission. That's it. That's all you get. That's I think we need recess. to hit uh, Operation Stack Bottles now. Operation Stack Bottles. Okay, yeah, stack bottle. Did you see this in my notes? This is a little funny. Yes, yes, I did. All right. Do and this it, is amazing. Why don't you lead it in? Uh, you got to do, you got to okay, lead Okay, I'll in. do it then. You want, okay. All right, you pick them, I'll lead them in. Uh, Operation Stack Bottles. This is uh, about a Mastodon bot, uh, which was particularly funny. It's, the bot is called Hourly Pornhubbed Heathcliff. And it is a bot that uses a couple different tools to scrape Pornhub comments from videos and replace the text in Heathcliff comics with these comments and then post them on um, every hour on a uh, Mastodon feed, on Mastodon.ai. And uh, it's kind of funny. They have a lot of non-sequitur kind of shit going on inside this... uh, this feed, and I picked three that I thought were a little bit amusing, and that's my lead-in. Cold. So the first one, do you want to talk about it? Do you want me to do uh, it? I'm afraid to. <laughs> okay, so in the first uh, comic, there's uh, two construction workers. One is a jackhammer, and he's uh, they're working on the side of the road. Heathcliff's walking down the road with a white cat and a uh, a um, traffic cone on his head, and the the text on the bottom says... IDC, I'm about to bust a fat nut to your mama. You should note that uh, you should note that it's one of the uh, construction workers who's saying it by the look of things because yeah. he's got an open mouth. It's, I'm realizing as I'm describing this, it's very much a visual gag, and it doesn't work when you, I'm just realizing I brought pictures to a podcast. Yeah, no, the uh, next the next one the next one I'll talk about. So it's one it's it's nighttime. And Heathcliff's driving by a house uh, in a wheeled garbage can, <laughs> and you see you see this couple looking through the front window at him, and has the caption, "Now this guy fucks." He does. <laughs> Servo points out this is very Jerk City, and yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Now we have the last one that I put in here. There's uh, Heathcliff's in a butcher shop. It's a, a city shop that says meat on the side. And he's talking to the uh, to the butcher in the shop who says, how big is his cock? And that's it. That's, he wa- that's he wants joke. to know for making some sausage. Yeah. Okay. So this is very much a visual joke. So I don't know how, how far this yeah. is going to give us. <laughs> Now, now, their thing is, this guy who built this bot, he, he made a few other interesting bots as well. For example, Drill Tracy and Lyrical Garfield. Yeah, I've seen both of those. 
and uh, they didn't have the punchiness of Pornhub Heathcliff. No, they didn't. But they're still they're still pretty good. There's one. There's one uh, where there's this angry-looking blonde woman in Mayor Armstrong's office, and the uh, drill tweet that that is in the word bubble is stuffing my fat pussy with sage. <laughs> Jeez. Now, if you ask me, that one is on point, mm. at least. The Dick Trace Drill Tracy bot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of like the lyrical Garfield one, but it didn't. It's one that you have to kind of. It's very personal. Lyrics are very personal to people. Oh, th- this pinned this pinned one. I think it works. I think it works. It's a very uh, bedraggled looking uh, Garfield. Okay. The first the first thought bubble. I tried so hard and got so far. The second. But in the end, and in the last panel, it doesn't even matter. Oh, Garfield. That's a t- double Garfield story today. We had two Garfs. Yeah. The tale of this two time, Garfs. This time, no, the tale of two Garfs. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, you look at them in this, and yeah, it really it really works well for, for Linkin Park. Yeah, it does. Poor Garf. Do you know why he's, so, ups- he's so upset? Why? Because he didn't have Lazengua. Oh, yep. Oh, there's another. There's another reason he's upset. You know what? What? It is Monday, and he hates Mondays. <laughs> but it's Wednesday. Well, for the comic, it's Monday. That's true. It's always Monday. Monday. All right. All right. That's the end of that. We gotta. You gotta hit me with something. Uh, one of your operations. I've been doing all my. All right. My final operation is. Operation Billy, Billy the, the Issa Issa kid. kid. Yeah, got it. I'm, I'm bringing you. I'm bringing you tonight some flash fiction. Wow, oh, nice. So it's, this is this is something that popped up uh, uh, a little while ago on the Fetties uh, with some of the people that I follow with my SPC account, and so I came across this, which is a little flash fiction titled "Stuck in a Video Game World." And it's uh, it's like a short first-person thing. It starts off like this. Every day, I wake up surprised I haven't been deleted. This guy Ramirez figured out how to do arbitrary code execution, and he's trying to rebuild the game to be more functional, but a lot of people oppose him. People get invis- invincibility frames when opening doors, so a ton of people walk around using doors as shields, opening and walking through them whenever they're about to get hit. There is supposed to be a racing minigame, but people figured out how to escape the map, so we have an unlimited source of car parts. About 35% of all weapons forged are made from the anachronistic vehicles that spawn from races. Everyone bunny hops everywhere. There's two distinct magic systems, which have literally no interaction with each other, and Ramirez theorizes that there's actually a third. There's some unique stuff in each, like one is more elemental and the other is more like D&D, but there's so much damn overlap. Both systems have a detect magic spell, but they can only detect magic from their system. The thought is that the god of this world pinched a magic system from another world, then tried making one based off of that, then got bored and abandoned the project. You uh, always deal a minimum of one damage, and everything has HP. I'll let you draw your own conclusions on that. <laughs> and 
Anyways, I'm glad I'm stuck in this world rather than playing whatever Bethesda's latest release is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's a it's a interesting little story. Yeah, it uh, has some taste to it. I like it. The uh, yeah. the descriptions of uh, drag and drop mechanics from other bullshit. I like that. Yeah. I just I love I love the I love the zinger at the end. <laughs> but that was that was some fire on mm. uh, on Bethesda. Let's see. I got I got some stuff. I got some clips if you want to play some clips. Sure. Let's uh let's get clipical. Let's get clipical. All right. This is Operation Windup. And in Operation Windup uh, what we have is uh, some information. We got some some actually advice that people might uh, enjoy for uh, their personal advice finances. Yeah, from us. Well, no, not from us. That's from the clip. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so we've got some tips and tricks to uh, double the interest that banks are paying you. Hold on. What? Yeah. Okay, listen to this. We're we're gonna do some uh, some financial stories on here. Uh, this this is some financial. It's advice. not it's not criminal uh, finance. I hope. No, no. Okay, here we're, we're, let me play this. Here's clip number one. Here's the secret to passive income, and this is something the banks don't want you to know. When you deposit a thousand dollars in a bank and you're making two percent interest, you're losing money, right? Because if you put five hundred dollars at two different banks. You're doubling your interest. Think about that. Yeah, think about that. No, no, that's not how it works. Well, that's uh, that's the that's not how it works at all. But I think it's not like you're making you're making two percent on five hundred at this bank and two percent on of five hundred at another bank. That still adds up to the same as two percent of one thousand. But it's four percent math. No, it's it's four percent though. No, it isn't. Wait, no, you get two percent in one bank, you get two percent in the other, and it's four percent. No, it doesn't. But it work is. That way. What do you mean? <laughs> Let's do clip two. This is what Chris and I have been talking about all week. If you're willing to go a step further, right? Because we're talking about passive income here. Put a hundred dollars at ten different banks. You're making twenty percent. No one bank is going to give you twenty percent. No, but no! you can do it. You, it's, no! a, it's a perfect no! scheme. <laughs> This is what oh everyone God. should do. You know, you know what else? You know what else? By this logic, if you plug a power bar into itself, you get unlimited electricity. No, that's not how it fucking works. That is ludicrous. Everyone knows that's not how uh, electricity works. But if you have uh, ten bank accounts that are all paying you two percent, you're getting twenty percent. No, you're yes, getting you 2% are. on each individual deposit. Wow, you get 2% from one and 2% from another. When you add it up, it's 20%. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> and this is usually what I lose people because they're not willing to do the work up front. But imagine if you put $1 in a thousand different banks. The kind of returns you'd be getting. See, my mind was blown by this. What country has a thousand <laughs> banks? It, it doesn't even. It doesn't even know. Like, ah, my brain. We've got, we've got more banks than lakes in this country. Jesus. <laughs> All right, and that's our financial advice segment. Make sure you invest in America. <laughs> If you want to put your money in a thousand banks, you better hurry up. They're going fast. <laughs> Stop, man. 
<laughs> Most illogical. <laughs> All right. How are we doing for time? I think we. Uh, I think we got to find a way to wrap this shit up. I think. I think we have. We had a little bit of a late start, so I think we have enough time for one last story. All right. You got it. Which one do you want? I think it's it's yours. It is. Let me see. There's a name for it. Okay. Operation Moreau. Operation Moreau. So this is animal lovers beware. Stop making fucked up breeds for fun. What the fuck is this? Utility pigeons? Cold acid. Do you know about... What is that sound? Yeah, utility pigeons are meat pigeons. They're, They're made to be et. Are you... Is that pigeons? Are you playing a sound? Is that yes. me? Okay. That's me. <laughs> I thought no. I was going insane. No, there's... And yes, it's pigeons. We've got utility pigeons and fancy pigeons. Now, what... When I These first, are fancy pigeons. What I... Obviously, because what, they have big puffy necks. Now, what I thought about utility pigeons when I first found out about them was that they kind of be what Batman has on his belt, and, you know, he kind of rips one out like a grenade and pulls the pin and throws it. <laughs> Like, like he just whips that one out. No, 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 pigeon. No, and unfortunately, there's a little more. Their utility pigeons are oddly named for. They're just pigeons that you eat. Yeah, like I said, made to be at. Made to be at. So and then you have fancy pigeons, which are which are for the pigeon fanciers. Yeah, like the Norwich cropper pe- pigeon and its big poofy neck. Yeah, there's seriously. Uh, it look. It looks like it looks like somebody took that uh, that bot from the uh, from the Star Wars sequels and stuck a body with wings underneath it. <laughs> you, <laughs> it looks like you mean. It looks like a normal pigeon swallowed BB-88. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the big. Puffy-necked pigeons. Uh, can they even fly like that? I mean, I mean, if they can, it's got to be as ungainly as fuck. Like you'd expect they'd like flap a little, fly a little, and then like crash into the ground neck first. Jeez. So fancy pigeons are like purposely fully fucked up for fun. They're kind of like pugs, I guess. It, yeah. I. I haven't let loose about my my true feelings on uh, on certain dog breeds on this show before. I will not today, but I will slightly allude to them by bitching about these people ruining these poor pigeons. What is this shit for fun? Leave the pigeons alone. Yeah, there's there's one thing where you have like pigeons that are bred to be useful, right? Like like the pigeons that used to deliver the mail. Right, but right. But having like having like pigeons that are bred to look f- just look fancy, like like these are these are like Shih Tzu peng- pigeons. Yeah, this I'm, is- I'm almost calling them penguins. They, they, what the fuck? <laughs> they pave paradise and put up a parking lot. That's what I'm trying to say. Ooh, pop, pop, pop. That's what's going on with this shit. The pigeons paved paradise and put up a parking lot for the penguins. <laughs> for the penguins. <laughs> Uh, I was just slightly distressed by this. I I don't like uh, I don't like the selective breeding for like no thing, like for, for bullshit for for something useless. Yeah, it's one thing. It's one thing breeding them for something for something useful, like how like how some dog breeds are meant for hunting or trailing, 
or just for or just for like killing people good companionship you know? and protection right F- fighting. And, then you ha- and then you have like then you have like the the designer breeds that are like fucking broken mutants like pugs and chihuahuas mm. and then you got the ones bred by michael vick you know those are the nasty ones <laughs> call back to what was that 2002 or something all right if anyone knows yeah. what i'm talking about <laughs> send your mail to cold acid because i don't want to hear no it. don't send it to abel kirby uh, i don't want that mail oh man so we've got um apparently boostergram stuff is not going through i'm not sure how that's gonna work uh yeah, nothing came nothing came in today. I'm getting a, a back behind the scenes thing, which is which is weird because the Boostagram uh my node was definitely online earlier. I don't know, we'll find out. But Yeah, I'm not my... seeing anything under Albi either. Like Albi's broken? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh well. I think it's time for us to fly away. Yeah, I think so too. Flap my wings and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to act like a carrier pigeon and carry my ass uh, away from the studio, to the couch, to lay down and finish this beer. All right. Until next Sounds time. Sounds good. Until next operation. I've been able, Kirby. I've been cold acid. <laughs> Stay fruity, boys. Adios. What you lay down, honey, and die. Oh, I had a good woman. What you lay down.